0: This is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10am. You're on Reality Check Radio, it's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. And as listeners will be aware, my fingers are greening up with the help of Professor Wally Richards, our gardening guru. And it's a special time because we're coming up to the National Gardening Week, which is from the 16th to 23rd of October. And we have a very special guest, it's Kate Hillier, who has been described as, in the UK, gardening royalty, because I don't know, it's always a long time in the UK, four, five, so many so many generations have been horticulturists, but we'll let Kate describe that. Kate, good morning. Good morning. Tell me about your lineage, because... I've been gardening for oh I don't know a few weeks now, and <laughs> I'm loving it. But I understand that it's almost hot wired into your DNA.
1: Absolutely, it's it's sort of in the genes. I think um, my great great grandfather. Great
0: great Uh, grandfather. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: He started a uh, local nursery business in the south of England in Winchester. Um, In what
0: year do you know, roughly? Oh gosh. Hundred
1: and. 60-odd years ago, something like that, maybe a little bit more. <laughs> I should know off the top of my head, but um, I don't. But We were when-
0: running around in grass skirts and killing each other back then, and you were visibly <laughs> being horticulturalists.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're fifth generation now and working on the next one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and when he started that, business, that doesn't capture quite the enormity of it because it grew, right?
1: Yeah, yep, it grew for a very long time, um, particularly with my grandfather, um, who was a plant hunter, and he'd go off into the wilds and um, uh, find new plants, new varieties, and launch them. And um, I sort of think of him a bit like Noah in that uh, he decided to create an ark for plants. And Yeah, so he created an arboretum which is in the south of England, and his goal at that time was basically to have two of each uh, woody plants he was focusing on so that you always had something that you could propagate from. So
0: wonderful. Yeah. And he was knighted for his services.
1: Yes, yes, he was.
0: And were they Hilliers, or did they travel under a different name?
1: Under under Hilliers, Hilliers.
0: yeah, 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 mm. yeah. And
1: um, I suppose the other claim is that we are in the Guinness Book of Records for the most ever gold medals at Chelsea Flower Show. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something to be proud of. I've I've got involved in that a few times, and and then obviously it was involved with the flower shows in New Zealand as well. So yeah, I think we were up to seventy six or seventy seven um, before we uh, unfortunately COVID impacted, and we we didn't do Chelsea that year and and mm. we've now now turned into a different direction but I don't think anybody's going to beat that record no. anytime soon
0: <laughs> growing up was it always that you were to be a horticulturalist or I mean it must have been quite strange being a fifth generation like you can't say ah, oh, I think I'll go and open a fish and chips shop.
1: <laughs> but, well, I mean, actually we could, and I was never going to go into horticulture. I was sort of, you know, dead set against it, almost being put off by it. I mean, I, I remember going to school and the teachers saying to me, oh, can you get me some free plants? You know, it
0: was. <laughs> 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 you should have said, can you get me an A?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I was actually originally going to go into journalism. That's what Mm. I wanted to do. Um, And as you do when you're at uh, uni, I ended up owing my dad a bit of money. Mm. And he said, okay, you work for two weeks without wages to pay me back. And I never left.
0: Isn't that interesting? Yeah, so it really is in the genes. You can't beat your genes. And did you walk into it? and start and just love it. I did.
1: I worked at one of our garden centres in Winchester and I had a good team of people that I was learning so much from. But, yeah, I just loved working with the customers, sort sort of trying to do problem solving, that sort of thing. Um, and then I did my apprenticeship. And I suppose the only thing is, I did rebel in the end. I am the black sheep. And um, that once I completed my apprenticeship there, I worked for Hillier for probably about seven or eight years. Um, but I'd been to New Zealand when I was 2021 20, doing my OE, and I'd fallen in love with New Zealand. So I decided to come back here, and I think part of that was a bit stubborn. I wanted to stand on my own two feet, and I didn't Mm. want to always be under the the hillier shadow. Um, Mm. So, yeah, I've I've been in the horticultural industry here for a very long time now as
0: well. How lovely. Well, I have a journey too, because my father was a fantastic home gardener and he fed the whole street. And he had virtually eliminated weeds, you know, and he would work in his garden. It was like his therapy. And my mother, till the day she took sick, um, always had a beautiful garden and she lived for it. It kept her alive in the finish, just looking after her and tending her beautiful flower gardens. And I never had an inch of it. Mm. I just wanted to go away and read books and I took no interest in it, and my parents would try and get me to do a little work when I was a boy growing up in the garden, and I resented every minute of it. (laughs) And um, they both passed away, and under Wally Richards' tutelage, I have started gardening, and I absolutely love it.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. I,
0: I regard any vegetable that I get off my garden as a bonus because actually I just find the digging and the preparing and the planting and the watering, I just found find it very soothing.
1: Oh, it's so therapeutic. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And after the COVID experiences, I've needed therapy. Be... <laughs> <laughs> and gardening has become my therapy. And my wife used to grow things or does grow things. And now I'm actually realizing that she doesn't get quite the strike that I get of success. And I'm wondering if I do have that little genetic green fingers that my mum and well, dad
1: have. maybe you do. And I bet you'd find that you actually absorbed a lot more knowledge growing up yes, with that than you really.
0: Th- I think that's true. And of course Wally's been a great help. Now tell me. Um people listening oftentimes have limited space limited time and don't want to spend their evenings gardening what can they do what's the easiest thing that a person wanting to grow a few veggies can do
1: but specifically veggies thereafter um, it can be it, it can be daunting like you said you sort of look at those giant uh, allotments and veggie gardens and it can yeah. be a bit daunting Um and houses are getting smaller, courtyards are appearing more than gardens, etc. So it's a matter of picking the right veggies. So um, if you've got a limited space, it's amazing what you can grow in pots. But, for example, you wouldn't choose to grow potatoes in pots because, you know, you would use up all usable space really quickly. Um, so pots that can sit on the deck. That actually, you know how you were—you were saying how much you enjoy it, being able to sit out there with a glass of wine and you potter around and you give things a little bit of a water. And um, I love harvesting and eating straight away. So one of the really simple. Um, veggies for growing in a pot would for example be the spinach the baby spinach Mm. um, or the everlasting spinach yates does a great everlasting one and what i love is that you literally go and pick a few leaves and you chuck it in your salad right
0: there and then sort of thing so what what does it mean to be an everlasting everlasting spinach uh, all year round basically really
1: so there's a lot of spinaches are only available and the baby spinach is only available seasonally. But if you look at the Yates range, there's an everlasting one that will will basically go all year round or a perennial one.
0: So do you have to keep planting it?
1: No, it'll keep going. Keep cutting me. No, no, keep cutting it back so that you get the fresh growth because I prefer the nice tender fresh growth. But yeah, it'll keep going. That's yates like that?
0: that's Yates almost putting them out of out of business because I buy the seeds once and I never need to buy them again.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure you'll go on holiday for a few weeks and
0: <laughs> 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 Everlasting spinach. I never knew there was such a thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. Um and then And that's the, what
0: made Popeye strong, right? So it's good for you.
1: Absolutely.
0: I learned too that asparagus goes, you you don't get anything from asparagus for a couple of years and then it just keeps shooting up. I didn't know that about asparagus.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Asparagus will keep going. Um, What else?
0: Spinach is a good thing to grow. What else?
1: Yeah. So um, other items like um, baby carrots are perfect in there. Lots of herbs. So, particularly. Just tell me
0: about a baby carrot. Why is, it, why is it called a baby carrot, not a carrot? <laughs> What's the difference?
1: Because it is literally a small. So um yeah, it's a small carrot oh. rather than a great long one. So you don't need as deep a soil or okay. as a bigger pot
0: to grow them in. And does a I always thought a baby carrot was just a little carrot that hadn't grown to adulthood. <laughs> um God, I'm stupid. Um tell me. I guess it depends where you live and it depends where you're placing everything, but like I've got a, say I've got an apartment in Auckland or I've got a small little back section in Auckland, say, Mm. could I grow, how, how, how around the year could I grow carrots?
1: Um, you can pretty much grow them all year round, particularly in Auckland where it's reasonably warm. Wow! Um, if you don't get frosts, etc., yeah,
0: yeah, you can. So we've got baby spinach. We've got uh, no. We've got everlasting spinach, baby carrots. Yep. What else?
1: Yeah. Um, easy things for the salads would be radishes. Um, there is a an amethyst rabbit radish. Um, which is quite cool because that's got purple um skin and white flesh so like you know to chuck it in the salad that always looks really good um and they're quick and easy to grow they don't take long at all um, can i just
0: get that name again then? amethyst oh yeah
1: amethyst radish amethyst and i think the the skin the name is obviously named after the skin of the um the pla- of the veg
0: um so
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What
0: else? I'm excited. Oh, I've never thought so really many
1: so many things. Herbs I definitely recommend because um you know you go to the supermarkets and you buy those living herbs and
0: they're so out. bloody dear.
1: I know, well they are dear and they're not designed to live for very long. I'm probably being a bit rude now to all those living herb people, but growing herbs from seed and Put spacing them properly, what they do in those pots is they cram thousands of little plants into these pots. They don't have a decent root structure. They don't have it. They're not in a decent potting mix. So you almost literally use them as disposable herbs. So I would strongly be recommending if you've got a nice sunny spot, then, for example, you know, your basil, mint, thyme, that sort of thing would all be fantastic in pots.
0: I got told off over dinner last night because I got a big planter box and I planted my herbs out and I have to apologise to you because not having spoken to you, I did buy some of those herbs living (laughs) from the supermarket and I planted them out and they're not doing very well. I apologise but I was sitting there and talking about lamb and how much I enjoy mint sauce. And everyone looked at me and said, oh, yes, and of course, you put your mint in a, you contained it. And I said, oh, yes, it's in a planter box, to which my wife said, yes, with all the other herbs, Towards everyone started to tut, tut me, and have, I, have <laughs> I made a terrible mistake? twice over once getting the living herb one and <coughs> second not putting a kerosene tin or some jolly thing around my mint
1: yeah i'm not sure a kerosene tin would be the best idea but yes yeah, so certainly plant it separately um if and if you want to put it in a planter box or something like that I, I would personally use a terracotta pot because it's porous still um so the moisture will go in and out but yeah uh mint you can i mean you can plant it with other things but it will take over given half the chance so your other your other veggies will be battling for it
0: wow i so love mint
1: but mm, it, oh i love mint as well that was my job every sunday morning was to make the mint sauce
0: <laughs> okay well i'm gonna this that i gotta say my mint is actually not growing at a rate that can keep up with me which is probably the problem the rest i've planted from seed i've got maybe basil I've got Yates seeds I'm going to have to get Yates mint um I was so desperate to get mint going and I'll put it in a terracotta pot because mint to me is beautiful yeah so herbs any herbs or particular herbs just the herbs Um, you use
1: well to be honest pretty much any herbs um I always say remember where they come from so um most herbs are from the Mediterranean originally. so make sure they they need to go in a hot dry um, situation. So mm-hmm. um, looking at the times, um, looking at oregano, that sort of thing. they'll all want hot and dry. So if you if you've got a damp shady spot, then you know that wouldn't be your best bet.
0: Um, but there and if are, you, there are if other. Have old- a tunnel house or a glass house, put them in there.
1: Well, they like the sun, though. So, um. I mean, certainly you would put them in there to start with. And, you know, for, for your listeners who are further down south at the moment, I mean, I will always recommend sowing from seed because it's far more economical than than growing plants. Um, But at this time of year, you do still need to give a bit of protection um, before you plant them out into the pots. But once it's warmed up, they really will like direct sunlight. So, yes, put it in a um, protection house or um, something along those lines to start with at the moment. But as soon as you can get them out into the fresh air, the better.
0: Great. Mm. Um. If you're on a small garden, ha, can you get a little what would be the best way of protecting and warming up your plants?
1: Um small garden. I, I mean, obviously plant putting things by the house over the winter, um, will bring so we've you should see my deck, it's ridiculous, it's covered in pots um and we just pull them all close to the to the house because they'll actually get warmth um from the from the building and some protection that way um but otherwise um a lot of people will use mulch to protect the plants or even pea straw that sort of thing to um basically wrap around the plants and if you're in a frost area then you can actually get frost cloth that you would lay over the top of them
0: mm. to protect
1: them but Um, Other than Invercargill and Gore and, you know, down there, temporary protection is, you know, is is generally okay. Put it this way, where I am, we don't get any frost, so I don't really need to do any protection.
0: Mm. I do a lot of mad baking. I bake every day, and people told me that I should always keep a diary and write everything down. And then, because when you get something that works and you think, oh, what did I do? How did I do that? I've forgotten. And I'm terrible because I never write it down. And I started off with good intentions of keeping a diary for my garden and it lasted one day. (laughs) Because it seems so tedious to me to sort of, oh, I planted, you know, I planted my radishes on the um, 6th of October, and, you know, gave them this and did them this. But I'm thinking, even though I don't, that keeping a diary to guide you for the next year is quite significant.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Um, And also it reminds you what you've planted, because personally I hate having little plastic labels all over my garden. So I've actually downloaded an app. There's a plant ID app. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, Tell me. Um, I'm gonna to have to look it up now. I think it's literally called the Plant ID app. It is um really useful because you can take photos and it will um ID the plant or it'll ID the weed, um, but also it will ID where you've planted what in your garden and keep a track of it the, the varieties for you. So um no way. Yeah, it's quite it's quite useful. I don't use it as, as well as I can. I'm not gonna be able to find it on my no, phone now. I'll I've got find so it. many. We'll, find but... <laughs> it. we'll put it we'll oh, put it
0: on Sorry. picture this, it's called. Picture Well, I've a bit of a problem because, like I said, unlike you, I don't have five generations in a lifetime of gardening. I'm like, you know, five minutes and I plant my things and I look and I look and I look and then things pop up and I think, ah. Oh, is that a bored bean or a wheat? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what a bored bean looks like when it first happens, you know? <laughs> and then when it's a bored bean, the excitement oh. that I have is embarrassing. It's and fantastic. It is so fantastic. And I can't get over that a little seed just poked into the ground and watered and given a little bit of fertilizer just becomes a whole plant. I mean, it's like, it's a miracle of life. It's just, and it's sort of an everyday thing, but it's it's, to me, it's just like astonishing. Mm, mm.
1: It's fantastic. I, I did, um, a story, uh, uh, last week, of course, it's school holidays, and you think it's fantastic. Well, the kids is is even oh, yeah. more amazing. You know, um, uh, it's just so fantastic. I, mean, I never. It was a very bad joke a long time ago, but you know, where where do peas come from, mummy? Yeah. Well, they come. They come from the freezer. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. actually yeah. teaching kids how to grow their own. Um, Fruit and veggies, and the success that they feel. Actually, was Yates, that, I was, was going to say Yates has got an amazing range of kid seeds at the moment. Yes, um, including was
0: one it, of popcorn. Was it Yates that did that promotion with the supermarket, or some other company?
1: Uh, no, I think that was a a, a wholesale seed importer. Okay. I, I think. Don't don't quote me on that,
0: but because my that, kids loved it.
1: It's such a great idea.
0: My kids absolutely loved it. Now you're tied up with Yates, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. You work for Yates? No.
1: No, no. I I do this sort of thing for them. So um bit of a brand ambassador. I Yates is a fantastic brand with a great range of products and I'm I'm happy to support them, but no, I don't work for them.
0: Tell me about Yates. Cause you go here's the thing. I gotta tell you this, because you know, me, first time gardener. Um, I go to Bunnings or Mitre 10 for my plant product. I walk into the seed section. Now, I can remember when if you wanted a packet of potato chips or ice cream, say, you'd go to the shop and it would be salt and vinegar or plain. Yeah. I now go into the supermarket and I actually can't choose. Because there seems these dozens of different, dozens of different jolly potato crisps. I go into Bunnings, I'm staring at the seeds, and I think, oh, I'll plant some tomatoes. Oh, mm. my God. There's <laughs> not just tomatoes. It's like I go into the supermarket, and I can sort of at least see the tomatoes, and I think, oh, they look nice, I'll buy that packet. I go to buy the seeds. And is this tomato, that tomato? And I'm thinking, how do I know which tomato to buy? Then I notice there's these different brands. There's Yates, there's Mrs. Mrs. Fothergull's. What are the other ones? There's all these different brands, and they're all selling tomatoes and they're all different tomatoes. And I end up sort of, you know, you get that almost anxiety because there's so much variety to choose from that you can't actually make a choice. I just wanted, I just went in to get some tomato seeds. (laughs) Um, So obviously Yates is the one that's been around the longest, right? Yeah. And you're their ambassador. Yeah.
1: They've got a
0: bit of history as well. They go. Tell me about Yates, the company.
1: Well, I'm again, you're going to put me on the spot here. Um, Arthur Yates, I think it was. It was too.
0: That name rings a bell.
1: Yeah, came over from England um, many, 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 many years ago. He's at least a couple of generations back. Um, and he set up the business in in New Zealand. Um, and, I, I mean, to be honest, I think that's why when you're looking at your seed stand, you go for a... Personally, I go for a company and a brand that I that I know and trust. Um. Yes. um so Yates is here and in Australia, um, and they, yes, they they've done a lot of. They introduce a lot of new varieties of seeds as well. When you look at the seed racks, there'll always be different ones and new and exciting ones. Um. As as do the other companies as well, yeah. but. Um, just to answer the confusion thing, I, I love the fact that a couple of years ago, Yates decided just to do their seed stands by colour because they, they're they all traditionally done alphabetically. But unless you know what the name of the plant is and is it its common name or is it its Latin name or whatever. So instead, Yates made the decision to do all the yellow seeds together, all the blue seeds together for the flowering anyway, at least, which makes life
0: much easier. Well, that is funny because I go along and I want tomatoes and uh, the veggies in Bunnings are in alphabetical order. And um, I figured that out at least because I used to go to every seed looking along, looking along. I could never figure out how, how much they'll cost because they have, I think, three colors for cost on the stand and I've never figured out how I deduce that. But I always work on the basis that If I get a few tomatoes off it, it's a cheap way of getting tomatoes. So I don't worry what my seeds cost.
1: I mean, I adore cherry tomatoes. Yes. But they're they're six, seven dollars a bottle in the in the supermarkets. Whereas if you go if you go and buy seeds, you get hundreds, if not thousands, of seeds. In fact, I've got some. So the Yates, Yates has got a new heirloom one, which is a yellow cherry tomato, and you get 25 seeds in a packet, um, and costs approximately four dollars. So it's and, a hell of a cost.
0: Out
1: out yeah, sorry. And
0: each tomato plant, you get a lot of tomatoes, right?
1: Uh absolutely, absolutely. But going back to you know how we were talking about small gardens, that's the other way of choosing. So when you're looking at your tomatoes, a lot of them are still you know the tall growing varieties, which can take up a bit of space. But there's a lot of patio tomatoes now as well that you can just grow in pots, just with hundreds of little um, cherry tomatoes. And then, again, that's great because the kids just come along and they'll pick a tomato and they'll eat it like a lolly.
0: Now, another thing that I have noticed, and it's no disrespect to Yates, but I think about, oh, I'll grow tomatoes and I Google it, what do I need, when do I plant it, and what do I need? And I go onto the Yates um, site, and they say things like, oh, you use, I'm making this up, but it sort of captures the essence. (laughs) You need Yates' special uh, mix to grow tomatoes. You need Yates' special food plant for tomatoes. You need this and that. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, jeepers, I'm not sure I want all this crap and spend all this money. And surely tomatoes can just frigging grow in the ground with a bit of my compost and call it quits. Because I do feel, again, with the greatest respect, I do feel as though I can be taking a bit of a ride with the upsell. And then I worry, then I worry that I'm selling myself short because I haven't got Yates' special tomato food.
1: Well, exactly. And to be
0: honest,
1: whilst some of the fertilisers do have the same basic ingredients, they, do, they they are adjusted depending on what it's being applied to. So, for example, firstly, planting your seeds into your compost, that's a no-go. Oh, <laughs> Because basically the seeds, when they first germinate, the the little roots are so delicate. And if they hit a pocket of high nitrogen, for example, or um, they'll burn. So you should definitely always use a proper seed raising mix. There's a black magic that, seed raising mix.
0: That might account might account for one row of my broad beans never appearing.
1: Could be. Well, mind you, that could also be the slugs and the snails. <laughs>
0: okay. See, this is the thing, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there trying to stop my plants.
1: Oh, there is, there is. But just going back to the tomato. So seed really
0: mix, know. seed mix is a necessity.
1: Yeah. So it's very fine, it's very friable, so it makes it easy for the roots to spread, but it's mainly about the fertilizer in there. So it's a very even. Because if you, I mean, if, if you even looked at some of those granulated fertilizers, if um, if the seed germinated right there, they'd probably get burnt. So, um, so definitely you want your seed raising mix. But it doesn't matter whether it's a tomato or a sunflower okay.
0: that goes into it. And, um, and so you would always. This is important to me. You would always take your seeds, put them into a plant, Max, and then transfer them to the ground?
1: You can plant some seeds directly into the ground, particularly later in the season when there's no risk of it being cold. But if you want to give things a head start, um, then, yes, I grow in a seed tray and then I transplant into a smaller pot and you let them grow in there and then I would put them in the garden.
0: Oh, good to know. Oh, I wish
1: I'd known that. <laughs> As I said, some of them, some of the bigger ones, your sweet peas, your broad beans, your sunflowers, you can plant them directly into the ground, but just at the right time of year. So if you have a look at the back of the seed packets, there's sort of a little geographical map yes. that tells yes. you when to plant it. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then, and- oh, go back to the tomatoes, because I feel you've done Yates wrong a little bit. So Okay. For example, with the tomato fertilizer, it'll be high in potash, which is specifically what encourages flowers, which is specifically what encourages fruiting. So they will adjust the ingredients to suit whatever it is. Though it is a bit daunting when you've got six different sorts of fertilizers, but...
0: It is daunting because, I mean, I've got a garden shed now full of stuff, you know, and I've got lost it even where I have. I need an app to organise my fertilisers and pest control, if you know what I mean. I'm thinking that the simple task of planting a seed is now becoming um, arduous with product.
1: Oh, you you definitely don't want that.
0: The seedling seedling mix seems... uh, sensible to me i can get that now and i realize why i've had some catastrophic failures which i haven't i haven't shared with listeners (laughs) because (laughs) i didn't want to sound a loser (laughs) (laughs) um oh my goodness but things like potatoes you wouldn't you just plant them in the garden.
1: Yeah, you plant them in the garden. Potatoes have a special technique because… Um,
0: yes, I'm familiar with you know, that. that. We had Wally yeah. Wally Richards take us over that. And you use a seed potato. So do Yates do potatoes? Uh,
1: no, they don't do seed potatoes. Yeah. But you'll funny? find them in the
0: garden, centre. Yeah. They look miserable, my seed potatoes, and I wondered why um, Bunnings seemed to be letting me down. But then I thought, well, I suppose they're not for eating, they're for planting, and they looked, you know… But I'll see how I go on potatoes. Now, I have never, until this week, ever in my life, planted a flower on the basis that A, I'd never gardened. But when I did start gardening, I thought, well, I'm a utilitarian. And it's like, yeah, I like flowers and roses. They look very pretty and whatnot. But the great thing about veggies is I can eat them. And I don't have to spend money at the shop. Flowers, oh, I can go without. But I planted marigolds on Wally Richards' advice in my tunnel house in order to scare something off hmm. whitefly or something.
1: Yeah, whitefly. So
0: um, tell us about flowers in a small section. What could you do there?
1: well if you're if you're wanting practical flowers like mm-hmm. um like you were talking about marigolds to keep away your whitefly um you would well could well be worth planting flowers to avoid mosquitoes we have quite a bit of water around us um and you can actually plant flowers that will keep mosquitoes away from the garden and i think that's a huge plus really uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, any of, you can obviously get pyrethrum as a plant. You can get um, citrus, uh, citronella. So geraniums are all um, where citronella comes from. Pyrethrum is a little, pretty little daisy. Um, and you can get that in seed form. Um, or lavenders, that's something else that um, mosquitoes don't like. So they're sort of practical gardening ones. Um, what about
0: sandflies?
1: Uh, I, I think yeah.
0: <laughs> you Something.
1: could have a go. The citronella might might be strong enough to do it, um, but um, yeah, they're they're a little bit of a bugger. Those things, aren't they?
0: Uh, um, I'm just i just see I'm 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 writing all this down. Oh wow, how wonderful! And if you put them around the house, that'd scare the mosquitoes away.
1: Yeah, yeah. So particularly plant them in pots where you like to sit out in the evening. Um, brush against them every so often to help sort of release the the scent. And I think, um, and, and they, do, they do a great job. I mean, that's literally what the mosquito repellents is made of from. made from. So, yeah. My so they would be a good idea. And um, other practical flowers. I mean, I always think I'm a bit of a wine um, fan. Uh, Buff, I suppose I do like my yes. wine, so you'll always notice they plant a rose on the end of each um, yes. Each section of the uh, vineyard, and that's basically will because if anything's going to get a pest or a disease, that'll get it first, and that uh, you know identi- identifies
0: it to the viticulturalist. Oh, that's the yeah. canary in the gold mine, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did not yeah. know that was the reason.
1: Mm. They'll get all the bugs and the diseases in advance.
0: So, you get advance warning that your vineyard is about to be attacked by some pest. Yeah. And you can identify the pest because it's in the rose first, and you can make a uh, uh, countervailing measure.
1: Yeah. Spray. That's spray interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and the then- rose, ro- a rose would work like that in your own veggie garden.
1: Yeah. Absolutely
0: oh my goodness, oh my goodness, there's so much to learn.
1: Um, <laughs> and pollination, that's the other thing, that's the other practical flowers. So particularly if you've got your veggie garden, if you've got fruit trees, etc., planting flowers that will attract bees and butterflies, et cetera, w- would be great
0: as well. How do you pollinate in your tunnel house?
1: um well with the tunnel houses you can take the covers off so i would be pulling the covers off and letting nature do its thing but um if the worst comes to the wood, you get a cotton wool bud and you literally go around and you brush from stamen to stamen you'll be doing your own fertilizing
0: <laughs> i'm not sure i feel comfortable about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow mm.
1: Yeah, but yeah, um, blue Wally flower.
0: Wally Richards told us the story of a, uh, of a horticulturalist who had a very successful tomato glasshouse. And he had, uh, the reason that he did was he had, um, it was coke, I think, or coal buried in the ground beneath it, and it would slowly seep up. And then he had them all trained on, um, he had wire across the top, and he could literally flick one, the one wire, and they'd all shake all down and, ah. and pollinate the tomatoes, which I thought was very ingenious.
1: Yes, very.
0: Um, and because if you were, had a big glass house and you're going down doing your pollinating, um, it would get quite tedious with a cotton bud, wouldn't
1: it? Oh, it certainly would. Yes, commercially, that sounds like a much better idea. Uh,
0: do you see a renaissance happening? In gardening, or was it just me because I notice in gardens now?
1: I think definitely COVID had a huge impact on people, and I actually almost think climate change has had an impact as well mm-hmm. because you know, fruit and veggies that are transported hundreds of miles around the country, um, the carbon footprint mm-hmm. isn't nearly as good as once you've grown your own, you know, grown yourself. So, I think there is, um, and I think. There's a lot of people starting from scratch who need that help and advice. So, you know, like you jumping onto the Yates website, you know, there's so many useful um, websites with education and how to do things. And you know what? I, um, when I was doing my flower show stuff, I would go around to a lot of the different garden clubs and I'd do talks at the evenings. And um, when I first started out, you know, most people were 60 and above. Um, but you go to the garden clubs now and, and some of the clubs were closing because you know they weren't getting new members and things like that. But you go to the garden clubs now and people are becoming younger and younger is um, great? yeah, it's a it's a great way to share knowledge and and um, advice. And so yeah, I, I'm really pleased to see that there, there is this upsurge um, in gardening um,
0: in general see- and, and growing your own veggies. My big message today is seedling trays. Um, Tell me, are you a flower person or a veggie person?
1: Uh, My husband and I are the perfect combination because I am actually a flower person, but he's a veggie person. Mm. Um, And probably our thing is we live in the Waitakere Ranges, so for us we're surrounded by bush, which we love, but um, our garden is sort of trying to do a bit of mix and match. So we've got the native bush, but I'm inserting some ornamental plantings. Yes. And Simon, Simon's found a bit for his veggie patch out the back. So, um, yeah, we're, we're a bit of both.
0: And, of course, I think food grown at home in the garden with care and love is tastier and more nutritious than something in a plastic bag at the supermarket.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, like you said, you know, going and picking tomatoes or we've got a pizza oven out the back, so we love nice. the fact that we've got a little area for, for the different herbs and people just go and cut their own
0: herbs to put on top of their pizzas. It's great. How wonderful. Now, um, do you oh, – I just forgot my train I thought. I had such a burning question to ask you about my problems. And it's gone because my problems are so manifold and (laughs) many. Oh, here's a question for you. One final question for you. You garden flowers and husband gardens veggie, and it's also your job. And you've done it forever, down through generations. Do you get sick of it?
1: No, I don't get sick of it, um, but there are times when its it feels a bit more of a chore um, and um, I'm actually not doing quite as much work as I was in this field and I see that my garden has improved accordingly. Um, I think it's <laughs> like yeah, it's a big... mechanic's car or something like that. Yes. No, so um, I get very excited doing the foundation work and doing the design work and getting the layout right, but the weeding and the and the pruning I get slightly more <laughs> bored with. <laughs> so yeah, that well, I,
0: quite- I had an experience where I was sort of knocked out of action through uh, having a bit of sickness in the family. Nothing, you know, nothing. It just kids being unwell, and then being busy on other jobs, and I let my garden get away from me, and I came in and looked at it, and it was almost heartbreaking, Mm -hmm. because it was like, oh my God, I gotta weed this, and I just had to get to work. And I was at that point down on my hands and knees, scratching away in the dirt, thinking, Ah, oh, just go to the supermarket and stop all the stuff. But once I'd got through the chore, it's so exciting again. But I I I do know that I have to keep at it. And of course, now my big thing is we're getting into the stage where we live that water watering is a big deal. Yeah. And um I've really got to get on top of that. Well, it's wonderful to talk to you, Katie. Yeah, Uh, And despite my worry about Yates upselling me, I'm going to (laughs) only ever buy Yates seeds now because the reason being that'll cut my decision point down by about four-fifths and I only (laughs) need to spend a fifth of my time because I'll exclude everything else and just look at the Yates stand and know that Mr. Arthur Yates is looking after over me. And um, we've got generations and who these other people are, I've got no idea. But I feel with Arthur, I'm safe. If you've chosen to be their ambassador, it's gotta be good. And I'm gonna look at their upselling stuff and not take it as I don't need any of that because you've explained to me the seeding mix issue. Mm. And I think it might explain my little failures.
1: There, you are. I'm glad
0: I've been useful. <laughs> you are very useful, and you're very cheery. It's lovely. We've been talking to Katie Hillier. That's United Kingdom, gardening royalty, which isn't the sort of thing that you think about, right? But they probably go back to 1066 or something, like everyone does in Great Britain. Gardening, you know, it was just in their genes. But lucky, lucky for us, she's come to New Zealand and lived here for many years. Why? Because she chose it and she loves New Zealand, and she chose chooses to be the ambassador for Yates, and I know what the question was that I was thinking about, it, so I'm going to have to quickly do it. So we're on Radley Check Radio. It's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Here it is. It was burning in my brain. What does it mean when I look at a Yates packet and it says hello? It's it's a traditional form of seed, so
1: they've gone. So some people um, don't like the genetically engineered seed so much. Heirloom variety means it's an older variety of seed that actually might have gone out of popularity for some reason, but actually it's a. Bloody good seed. And so Yates are reintroducing some of those older varieties.
0: Oh, wow. And so they have kept them in an arboretum or something like your. Yeah, that is
1: drink. the Yates Ark as well.
0: <laughs> the Yates Ark. And then they bring them back. And so you might be growing a broccoli that Granddad would have grown in the 1920s or something, as compared to planting a broccoli that was um, produced through. Breeding and genetic engineering to be this perfect little broccoli.
1: Absolutely, yeah. The, I sometimes feel the flavours are much better on those heirloom varieties.
0: Really? Yeah, I think
1: they. It's less focus on the colour and stuff like that, and it's it's back back to the good old days. That's how I feel. Oh
0: about wow! I will look into that because I always think you know latest or modernist is best. But you you're right because we. In many, many ways, we've gone downhill. That was very wonderful. That was Katie Hillier, Yates' ambassador, gardening royalty, sharing with her her knowledge. Don't need much of a space to be able to have a radish, have a lettuce, have a bit of um a few flowers, and have a garden. You don't need the big space, and you don't need to put the big effort in. My problem was I probably started too big. Um, I probably would have been better just to start in a small way and not all all make my mistakes send us a text please at 2057 email me at inbox at readilycheck.radio what a lovely lady what a lovely history and um, what great advice for gardening and looking after ourselves this is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10am